Good morning and welcome to the United Pentecostal Church of Paris this Sunday morning. We're coming off of Thanksgiving, so we should be carved up, ready to go, high energy, or maybe we're in a little carb sleepiness, ready to take a nap. I don't know. Whichever one, we're happy to have you here. Happy to see you. If you could turn to your neighbor, give him a wave, a high five, a handshake, a knuckle bump. Whether it's your first time here or your 100th time here, we're excited to have you in the house of the Lord this morning. And so we're going to do some quick announcements real quick, let you know what's going on here in the church. We have a lot going on here. Uh, for the rest of November, we, we're closing out this month, and we have today is our mission pledge that is due today. And also we are having our baby, baby dedication service today, this morning. We are excited about that. But we also have coming up December 2nd, that is this Friday, is going to be our North Texas Youth on Ice. And that's going to be in Euless, Texas. We're going to be leaving the church at 7.15 p.m. And so it will be $20 to get there. That's for skates. That's to eat. 7.15, we are leaving to get there. And it's going to be from 10 p.m. till midnight. So that's going to be a blast to go to. We also have December Third, so the next day, this Saturday coming up, we're having our first men's breakfast. A men say amen. Oh, yeah. That is going to be at the Family Center at 7.30 a.m. Uh, and the sign-up sheet is in the foyer uh, for that. And then we also have on the third as well at the Family Center our I Serve Christmas clothing drive. That is going to be at the Family Center from 1 to 3 p.m. Sign up in the foyer for volunteers uh, any volunteer is welcome. We would like to have as many people there to give back to the community. It's going to be a great time doing that all together. We also have on the 5th, our Ladies United Fellowship. The sign-up is also in the foyer. And if you have any doubts, just make your way to the foyer. And we're, we have papers there. We have sign-up sheets. We have all the info you need right there, and we can get you filled out. We also have on the 7th, Jams is starting it starts every Wednesday night, so you can bring your children, go there. We're going to have, it's going to be a blast. So make sure you don't want them to miss that. Jams are starting on the 7th. It will be every Wednesday night. Then on December 11th, that Sunday night, we are having Youth Sunday. Youth Sunday, December 11th. Yes, if you're young or you feel like you're young, we want you here. And also, we are having no service tonight. No service tonight at 6 p.m., no service. So make sure we remember that. And we also have, on the 18th will be our Christmas Sunday, and we'll have our church Christmas party. And then on the 25th, we'll have no service there, because that will be Christmas Sunday. And then the 25th, our mission pledge will be due. And that concludes our announcements, our events. I'm excited that that part's over. If we could stand up, get ready to move into the part of worship this morning. I'm excited about it. I want every hand lifted right now. Father, I thank you for what you can do, what you will do, what you have already done. And I pray that you begin to move throughout this place as we entertain your presence and we lift up a praise to you that is pleasing. That you dwell in this house this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Power in the same, and we've got the right. 
in Jesus' name.
of praise in the house? What has God done for you? Did you wake up with air in your lungs this morning? You did because you're here. You got a reason to praise. Come on. There's deliverance in Jesus' name. Woo, come on, somebody. Man. Well, I'm Caleb Adams. It probably says that, I think, on the screen. And if you don't know me, but most people know me here. So, but if you don't, ha, how you doing? Hope you're having a good day. There's, you're going to experience some powerful things in the house today, all right? You just got to be ready for it, and you got to expect it, right? It's kind of like if you go to a ball game, but you're really not into it, and you just sit there, and you leave. You're like, man, that was kind of boring. You can be seated, by the way. Sorry. It's okay. I forgot. We were just all standing together enjoying life. <laughs> oh, man. But when you go to a ball game, you don't expect anything, and you just don't get involved. You leave, and you're disappointed. But if you go and you get involved in it, and this is just a ball game I'm talking about. But if you get involved in it and you begin to kind of pay attention, you begin to see what's going on, you understand a little bit more, and you're like, you feel that little, whoa, come out of you. A good catch is made or a good shot's made. You, you, you start feeling it. And the more that you get into it and you make up your mind that I'm going to get into this thing, I'm just going to have some fun. And they make a touchdown, you go, and everyone around you just lights up, right? It's the same way here, except we got much more powerful thing going on because we're worshiping the creator of the universe here. So it's not just that we show up and we have this m- mindset and we show up and we shout and it's because you got to understand, the reason I'm down here shouting and dancing and sweating, sorry if I stink now, but is I've donated a lot of sweat and tears to some ball games. Because when I play ball, I play ball. Now, I may not be as good as everybody, but I guarantee I'll be sweating worse than everybody. Because a short guy's got to work hard. That's just the way it is. (laughs) All my short people say amen. (laughs) These legs only go so fast, but you just got to make up your mind, right? And so, that's just, that's what happens though, when you decide to get involved. So I encourage you today, get involved, make up your mind. Um... I'm so thankful to be here today, so thankful for the family that we have here. We got together for Thanksgiving, and it has been amazing, and uh, family is so important. I encourage you, if your family doesn't do something, get something together. Be, be, the, be the initiator of it, because it's always worth it. Don't, don't get me wrong, sometimes there's friction, but as Pastor Meyer always says, my grandpa, friction just makes things closer together. Right, <laughs> so so uh, do it. But I did have a little thought that came to my mind when they asked me to speak and um, say something that was on my heart. And a couple weeks ago, uh, a message title actually came to me, and then God began to develop it after that. But it was "You're doing great." That was the message title. That's that's my word for today for somebody. It was affirmed when I was talking to a family member over the weekend. He was explaining his story to me. And I was just like, you know what? Let me give a little background for it. It came from because Peter was a man in the Bible that on the day of Pentecost, he he delivered the message, right? And God told him that upon this rock, I'm going to build my foundation. He's talking to Peter. Jesus is. So Peter 
was the foundation. So when I've always thought about Peter, I've thought, I mean, I've heard his hiccups and stories where he messed up. But I always thought in general that he was a just a, a man that had a lot going on for him, had everything right, right? But when, as I just started diving into more of his life story and kind of his things, Peter had a problem. He didn't, he, he didn't want Jesus to wash his feet when Jesus was washing. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, master. And he was trying to be nice, right? He's like, no, I'm not going to let my master wash my feet, you know. But he had his, his, his thinking backwards, right? So he had to get corrected there. And then Jesus which is his master is telling him, look, on, on, on the day when I'm going to be crucified, someone here is going to deny me. You're going to deny me. Peter's like, no, no, sir, I won't do it. They can do whatever they want to me, but when they ask me if I'm a follower of Jesus, no, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm here for you. But yet, Jesus is like, no, you're not. On that day, there's going to be a rooster crowing by then. You will have denied me three times. And guess what? Sure enough, old Peter, the little lady comes up. Aren't you a follower of Jesus? You're a follower of Jesus. No, 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 I'm not. This is the the rock that the church is going to be built on. This is the man that the church is going to be built on. And he's over here saying, no, no, I'm not a follower. No, no, that's not me. You got got it wrong. It happens again. Oh, no, no, I'm not, not connected with him. I don't know. I don't know him. And again. But guess what? Jesus knew all that was going to take place. And he still decided, this is who I'm going to build. And guess what? Peter said, when he began to explain to people, he said, first thing you got to know is you got to repent. That was his message. You know how he knew? Because he had to. See, the only difference between Peter and Judas, Judas hung himself and Peter repented. They both messed up. But it's what you decide to do once you mess up. The enemy is so good at making us feel like when we mess up, we're done for. And I'm sick of it, to be honest with you. We got Christians that are messing up. Guess what? And we should do our best not to mess up, but you're still going to mess up. Because if Peter did, we're all going to. It set an example for us. But what he did next is so important. He said, oh God, I'm so sorry that I did that. Lord, please, please forgive me. That's what we got to do. We got to make up in our mind. And the devil comes in. and he Because see, what God him kicked out of heaven was himself his pride and that's exactly what we get when we mess up we we don't call it that but that's what it is oh i messed up i can't i'm not worthy so what you're prideful that you're not worthy now see that collect that correlation there the devil was so prideful he wanted to be god he he want, he was focused on himself And when we get focused on our inadequacies, on our failures, on our mistakes, on our mess-ups, and the enemy's throwing it at us, because what did we just sing? Satan, you're a liar. See, and it's just a song until you realize, no, he's really trying to lie to you. He's lying to you about what will happen when you get out in the aisles. 
He's lying to you that you're not worthy to follow his ministry that he's called you to. He's lied to you that you're not worthy enough to lead your family. He's lied to you. He's lied to you. He's lied to you. And I'm here to wake somebody up in five minutes and say, hey, wake up because Jesus is still reaching for you. You may be a Peter, but come on, don't be a Judas. Come on, somebody just say sorry. Just get up and repent. Somebody somebody just needs to let go of the pride that is, that is messing you up. It's destroying your future. It's destroying your family. But you can let it all go if you'll just say, oh God, forgive me. I know I'm a mess up because I don't worship me. I worship the creator of the universe. I worship the God who is perfect. I worship him because he is good and he never fails. That's what my worship is predicated on. Not me, not my failures. That's what I live by. In Jesus' name, God. Lord, as we get ready to move to the next segment, God, I just pray that your will would be done in this place. God, this was the word that you gave, and I don't know if it's one person, many person, or nobody, but God, let us wake up and not let Satan lie to us, not let the enemy deceive us, because you paid the price, and all we have to do is accept what you paid for. Jesus. Lord, I pray you would cleanse this house right now. I rebuke every spirit that is ungodly, that is prideful, that would hinder a moving of your presence in this place today. You are worthy and you are greatly to be praised. And our worship is not predicated on us, but it's about you, Jesus. Because you made everything in the universe. You rode yourself in flesh and you came down and you died on a cross. And you rose up three days later. And that blood that you shed was for my mess ups and my mistakes. Jesus, let your blood wash this place clean. Lord, let us walk into your calling that you're calling us into. In Jesus' name.
that he shed for me and that it's not something that I can earn I'm glad that it's not something that I have to work for to earn it because anything that I could ever do would never be enough to earn it I'm so grateful that he just gives it to us we have a few prayer requests we're going to take before the Lord right now Tommy Eccles passed away so praise for the Eccles family Sister Renee Flowers Lawana Smith, Robert Newberry, Jimmy Black, Virginia Copeland, Kaysen Steele, Renata Vandenberg, Brother Sister Dickey, Carolyn Finneker, Kelly Ryan, Nelda and Bobby Harrell, Michael Barnett, Jonathan Crawford, Alex Stevens, Brandon Booth, Kathy Caldwell, George and Mildred Pratt, Nelson and Missy Miller, Michael Green, Loretta Edwards, Brother and Sister Arlton Bristow, Brother and Sister John Proctor, Brother and Sister Trinata, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, Vicki Sace, Lori Jenkins, Miller Gamberry, Rex Foster, Bob Bolton, T.W. Hush, Lois Weems, Dennis Shannon, Billy Bolton, If you look over here to your left, my right, you'll see a very large portion of, of people that are related to me. If you're, if you're related to me in any capacity, go ahead and just give a little wave to the church. <laughs> I'm so grateful for family. and I'm so grateful for the family that I have. They're, they're wonderful, every single one of them. Even the ones that I just met this weekend. 
<laughs> I feel like that happens every year. I mean, I get a new cousin. And it's like, what, what's going on? <laughs> but, but me being the transparent person that I was, I, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you Friday night after we'd been playing for hours in the gym, hanging out, catching up. I, I was just, I, I was in my own car back at my house and I was just, I was just weeping and I was just crying because I didn't feel wanted and I, I wasn't feeling some sense of love and it, it was just so insane to me, you know, and it, eventually it turned into prayer and I'm grateful for the love of God. But it just came to me, you know, this morning in prayer, which is so cool what Brother Caleb said. In, in prayer, God said, he is greater. I am greater. That's what, your, that's what your word is for today. He is greater. And I was like, God, it doesn't always feel like you're greater, to be honest with you. And in some, just several verses came to mind. In Proverbs 10 and 12, the second half, it says, but love covereth all sins. And so there's the love. And then it says in Matthew 11 and 28, it says, Come unto me, all ye that are, that are laboring, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So there's the ones that are feeling weighed down by the world and by their troubles. In Psalms 34, verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So there's all your fears and doubts. There's covered. Psalms 103, 12, it says, As far as the east is from the west, so hath he removed our transgressions from us. And so there's, I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know. I won't even attempt to call it out. But there's everything that I could possibly say. There's your own mess ups. There's your own mistakes. That's your sin. That's covered as far as the east is from your west. If you don't feel loved, well, he loves you from that distant, which is infinity. If you're feeling weighed down, that's covered by the name of Jesus. And so let me leave you with this. If you would like to come to the front, if you'd like to step in for one of these names, he is greater. And oftentimes it might not feel like that, but that's the thing. We can't go off of feelings. We have to go off of our knowledge. And the good book says that he has everything covered under his name. He is greater and he always will be greater. And so if you want... If you want, come down to the front and our ushers and our ministers will anoint you with, with oil and they'll pray over you. Jesus, thank you, God, for always being greater. Not just depending on what I'm doing in my life at the time, but thank you for being greater still. Thank you for covering everything under the blood, Jesus. Every mistake that I made, if I run to you, God, you've got it covered. Every trial that the devil sends my way, God, you have it covered. Thank you, Jesus. I plead the blood over this service and I pray that your will would be done. In Jesus' name. I'm calling on the God of through generations I know that you will keep the covenant 
Amen. I love what I feel here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's so great to be with my family today. My name is Paul Webb, and I am from Kansas City, Missouri. Actually, I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana, but I've been here many years ago, but it's been quite some time since I've been in church with y'all. I love this church. I have many memories of Paris, Texas. Amen. I'm so thankful for uh, Brother Bob Meyer, Pastor Bob Meyer, which is my uncle. I give honor to him today. If you need to know how to laugh, just hang out with my Uncle Bob. He'll teach you how to laugh. He has a good time. And I give honor to the First Lady, Donna Meyer, today, my precious aunt. We love you. Their children, Karanda and Kyron, their husbands, Darren and Craig, and their beautiful grandchildren, just a wonderful family here today. I'm like, I'm like uh, Sterling. I'm meeting family members for the first time. <laughs> it's like every time I show up, somebody new. But I'm thankful for the family of God, too. Amen? Are you thankful for the family of God? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I love the story about the zoo that had a famous monkey that, uh, that really knew how to work the crowd. I mean, that people came from a long, long way away to come watch this monkey perform. Man, he could do all kinds of tricks. The children loved it. Families loved it. And they would drive a long way to see this monkey. Well, one day, this monkey, he died. The zookeepers didn't know what to do because they wanted the crowd to keep coming. So they put an advertisement in the newspaper and said, hey, we need to hire somebody to dress up as a monkey and perform, right? So they hired this gentleman. Uh, he, he dressed up in this monkey outfit. And he showed up to the zoo, and he started putting on a show. And, man, children started coming. Families started coming. They were all gathered around this guy. They had no idea he was dressed up as a monkey. And, man, he was doing flips and just standing on his head. Just everybody was loving it and laughing. You can imagine what Uncle Bob would have been doing, just enjoying this. All of a sudden, this monkey just, he, he flipped, did a, did a somersault from one trapeze, and all of a sudden, he landed in the cage with a lion. And, man, all of a sudden, the things changed. I'm sure the crowd gasped. But this guy that was just up with, like a monkey, you know, you can imagine what he was thinking. He started hooting and hollering, saying, get me out of here. Get me out of here. And, man, that lion come running over and said, shut your mouth. You're going to get us both fired. I'll tell you what. That is a funny story. I share it all the time. 
But we have become accustomed to walking around with masks on. Just like this guy dressed up like a monkey or this guy dressed up like a lion. We're accustomed to seeing each other and living with our mask on, just going through everyday life and just showing up to church every Sunday, doing the same old, same old. I mean, and expecting a different result, nothing happening. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to be real. How many people like it real? One of my favorite preachers is Charles Mahaney. Anybody ever heard of Charles Mahaney? Man, you're talking about somebody keep it real. And let me just say right now, some, some, it's going to be life-changing for somebody today. Okay, you're going to have a moment today where you're going to have an opportunity to give it all to God. I just heard Charles Mahaney say it. I got 10 CDs in my car. Charles Mahaney said years ago at a revival, uh, Bonnie Clyde was at a revival and had the opportunity to get baptized. She actually moved out of town. Okay, and then you know the story, Bonnie and Clyde. I'm sure I'm not going to go back into history, but she was sitting in the apostolic church, had the opportunity to get baptized. Today is your day, okay? Everybody's going to have an opportunity. You have your opportunity today. So I just want to share with you just a little bit about my testimony, okay? Even though I was born and raised in truth, born and raised in apostolic truth, I sat on the pews and I developed some of the things, some of the thoughts that Sterling maybe have experienced in his life that he kind of talked about today. Just This enemy just attacks you. Caleb talks about this. Caleb attacks you out of nowhere and just beats you down to nothing. Let me just tell you how the enemy works real quick. You know, my children asked me, said, will the devil make it, have an opportunity to make it to heaven? He will not. He is hopeless, right? He is hopeless. And so what does he do to us? That's his message to us. Hopelessness. He beats us up and wears us down till we cannot even breathe. That's why people give up. We cannot survive. The enemy wants to work us over. I want to tell you that when I moved to Kansas City, I had an addiction. I developed an addiction years ago. have no idea what happened. Uh, I actually lead a ministry called Celebrate Recovery and trying to discover why I developed habits that really that got a hold of me that I could not break on my own. But one day I had reached the end of my road. And it was a Sunday afternoon. It was not at church. It was just me and the Lord in my bedroom. And I said, Lord, this is it. I'm giving it all to you today. I had a Calvary moment right there in my bedroom. But let me tell you something. There had been times that I'd been in apostolic church and felt the presence of God and had mighty ministers pray for me to help me deliver me from this addiction. But I, for whatever reason, I never gave it to God. But there's something happened that day in my bedroom. Number one, I called my cousin. Chip, will you stand up? Not to put him on the spot. <laughs> Another one of our family members spread out to the sanctuary. I called my cousin that day. I said, Chip, I'm through. I'm giving it all to God today. I'm giving it all to God. I began to pray, seek God's face. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I tell you what, you start hiding my word in your heart. I'm going to take this addiction from you. Start reading a chapter of day, chapter of Acts a day, and I'm going to take this addiction from you. I began reading a chapter of day, and I'm telling you, each day that I've read a chapter, I went a whole day without my addiction. Let me tell you, there's a hole in our heart. Jonathan, there's a hole in our heart made by God himself for God himself. Can't nothing else take that place. There's nothing that we can do in this world to soothe the hurts that we have. All right? There's people here in this room, you're experiencing hurts. You've had habits. You've got hang-ups. We've all experienced something, haven't we? Is anybody here delivered? Is anybody delivered? Come on. Amen. Amen. We've all experienced something. This church, this church is the perfect church for imperfect people. 
Amen? That's what it is. The church is the perfect place for the imperfect people. So let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. That's what it says. Your spirit crushed today? Is there a reason why you haven't lifted your hands? You feel something inside of you wanting you to lift your hands and say, today's the day I'm going to give it all to him, but something holding you back. Well, today is a day of salvation. When I say that, I'm not talking about today is a day of salvation for you to be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, but you may have already experienced that. But see, what happens is apostolics, we seem to think that once we get baptized in Jesus' name or filled with the Holy Ghost, that nothing ever happened to us again. And then we're overcome with pride that we can't tell anybody else about it because I'm already beyond that. Right? That's exactly what I was beyond that. I couldn't, I could not fathom telling my precious parents that I had a problem. I couldn't fathom the idea of telling my precious wife, Kim, that I had a problem. I was in denial. I was in denial that I had an issue. But this is what the Bible says. In James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. Let me tell you, if you've been coming to church here for a while, or maybe this is your first time, if you're experiencing something, you need to find somebody that you can confide in. Okay? That they can take your, your admission, your confession to heart, and they can pray with you about that. And I promise you, you will be healed. That's what the Bible says. As apostolics, we have a hard time coming to this right here because we've already repented about that. And we just think we're just, all of a sudden, we're too mature. We can't go back, right? That's it. God wants to heal us today. Can we all stand right now? This is what the Lord said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news. Let me hear you say good news. Good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. You will be released in Jesus' name. The blind will see. The oppressed will be set free. And that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Does anybody want the Lord's favor in your life today? Come on. We want the Lord's favor in your life. Jesus is here to meet you today. He loves you. And he is here right now. Amen. God bless you. It's so good to be with you today. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, it's great to be in Paris this morning. Thanks, Lord. You may be seated. Whether you need salvation for your soul today. Maybe you need healing in your body or in your mind. Maybe you need encouragement. I'm amazed as everything has happened from the beginning of this service. As far as I know, there was no meeting, how, what everybody was going to do. I've just been amazed at right there how this has all flowed together. The Lord has us on his mind this morning. He knew of this many years ago. I remind you that the best place to begin whatever you need is symbolically at the foot of the cross of Jesus Christ. His blood has never lost a battle. There is no sin 
or iniquity that the blood of Jesus cannot hide. Hallelujah. Whether you ever receive it or not, his blood paid the price for your redemption. Hallelujah. When on Calvary he died and his precious blood, it's never lost its power. There is a blood that cost a life that paid our way.
could come at this time we'll take our tithes and our offering and as we maneuver through this sweet but powerful spirit of God that's here this morning I'm excited to see what God continues to do in every single one of our lives and father I thank you for the spirit we feel in this place already I thank you for what you have planned and what you have already set in motion God, I pray that you bless what is given in the offering today, and I pray that you bless the giver, and you anoint the message today, prepare our hearts to receive it, and to be changed, and to be empowered, and to move out in victory today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Cheers. 
city is blessed to have a place where the lightning bolt of revelation and the anchor of the soul can posture itself that people that lean upon others find an anchor a refuge a place of safety and I cannot thank God enough for tolerating and then advancing the weakness of flesh and then empowering it with the glory of his word and his spirit. And I would like for us to thank him again for just a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he alone is the Almighty. From the beginning to the end, 
He has held it together. But he's fixing to turn it loose. I want to be anchored in the rock of ages. Could we praise him again? Thank you, Father, for everything you've already done. Thank you for a city and places that we will return to with renewed energy and a commitment that will hopefully bring glory to that name. to be a pastor of one of the greatest churches in America there are people in this church family that absolutely give and give and give so he can continually have a river of supplies and then I am thrilled to have a family as has paraded through here today well you know, I'm sort of like the old boy came to church for the first time. He said, I never really knew it would be this good. And uh, when I was growing up, I had no clue that God was raising up several Goliaths and uh, several mothers that would birth the Spirit of Christ in so many areas. And every time that Zion travails and sons and daughters are born you just remember the story of Mary that birthed Jesus to be born again is to be birthed by the spirit of almighty God well well these moments of dedication did this come through okay and uh I'm not going to even begin to elaborate, but I do want to persevere with several things as we move toward being the church that has the right to dedicate people, being the body of Christ that has the authority over every demon that will try to destroy production of God this church that Jesus is building there's no storm that can stop it there is no hate scheme that prevent it and there is no glory that's like it there is a glory of a lot of things but there is nothing that rivals the glory of the resurrected Messiah and with that spirit in you, no weapon formed can stop you. So today, I'm again, I'm going to move rapidly. And yet at the same time, I want you to be able to see it. He was born, and it was nothing real great that he was born to, except he knew who he was. To whom he was born offered very little for the world's idea of great his attire his position in life his surroundings offered very limited things a manger a stable so I don't care where you were born and to where you have been 
he leaves a trail of blood with angels that guard that trail, with truths that continually prevail in life. His teachings so different than all religions. He was despised for his efforts, but eventually the rich, the educated, the structured, structured, those with high positions tried to run him out of town, railed on him, made light of him. They couldn't do that, so they did the ultimate. They broke up open the alabaster box, and from that death came the blood that we heard about today. That bloodline lives in the eternal realm. He claimed a level of deity that seemed weak. They railed and said he saved others, but for himself he cannot save. They never understood. It was for the very ones that killed him that he was dying. Foxes had holes, birds had nests, but the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. His rest came from the source where our rest comes from, the Father of life or the source of life or the Spirit of life. He is named and identified as all of the above. Am I sure that I'm willing to be identified with him for the little he seems to offer? A cross, an empty tomb, a spirit that prevails yet. And we have all been touched by the hands of the Messiah. Your response to it is the critical issue. And that's why we come to dedicate these babies today. A wise, smart, creative God offset the fire of hell with the fire of God. Today we dedicate ourselves as the body of Christ to these infants that we dedicate to the king of the entire universe. So it's, the dedication is not a one-sided thing. We, in this dedication service, are saying to these mothers, these dads, these relatives, we're behind you, and we're in front of you, and we're on your side. And we're on your side, on this side. We have you covered. We're going to preach his word. We're going to live in his holiness. We are going to talk about his righteousness and truth that sets the world free. We have got you covered. That's what we say when we say we're the church. Now, if any man's not the church, then he will find be found out. But that's what Jesus in us is all about. John the forerunner came alone from men, but together with God. Jesus was introduced by fiery preaching that disturbed the at ease. If you're feeling disturbed instead of peace, you may have gone to sleep when something that was going to protect you, you slept through it. 
lest any man sleep the sleep of death. Everybody's going to die physically. But sleeping the sleep of death is to go to sleep and not be hungry for Jesus. Not be hungry for the bread that strengthens every nerve cell and gives us peace that passes understanding. All of those things were dedicating these babies into a kingdom that we honor in our homes, in our minds, our thought patterns, our cars. We continually, and that's why he said, never cease to praise his name. Because he said, I come and dwell where people praise me. I was fortunately blessed to have a dad that walked through the house regularly. Thank you, Jesus. My father-in-law was the same when he found himself converged on with misery and feelings. You could just catch him walking through the house. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't have but one good joint in his hips, but he, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My wife and I have been given the privilege of noticing the difference in people that are praisers and people that attend assemblies. Jesus fulfilled his ministry by taking his kingdom powers to the streets first. This is where Jesus' people do their work, on the job, in their home, everywhere they go. They do the Jesus thing. It's, we love you. We care about you. We have studied so we can help heal your mentality that is warped and saying there's no hope. There's no joy. There's no joy. There's no peace. It's not just at Christmas time. Christmas time is to remind us of the eternal nature of all that comes in that time. Then we reassemble the people for ministry of prophets, apostles, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and instructors. Those are important. The fivefold ministry was designed to create a constant fire among the people to take over all of the frigidness and the, and the disunity that's going on in a world surrounding you. And so he says, occupy till I come. That's a huge thing. The fight for occupancy of spiritually minded people must remain. We must not forsake the house of God. We must not forsake our daily bread. We must not forsake it. These kids are going to watch us. They don't want to be dedicated to hypocrisy. They want to be dedicated to the originality of why we were all born and we were all born in sin but thank God we're born again and there is not joining a church that is joining the government of glory that presides over every part of the uh, horizon of life the sun moon and stars obey him and I want to obey him because they're doing a good job doing what they've been doing for thousands of years evangelism is a people ablaze with holy desire to help a city we send out evangels to the job centers all over this county and thank God they're ablaze. They can't wait to share the victory of the past. They can't wait to share the glory of a future. They are ablaze. Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let me tell you, we're dedicating your babies today to this God that we're talking about, this God that's done it for us already. So make your calling and election sure and you will be tested. 
turn to your neighbor and say, have you? There you go. You will be tested to see if you are living within the parameter of perfect God. Let me, let me just ask you this. Uh, my wonderful nephew did such a good job there. Would you stand? Well, yeah, there you go. Now, let's say, uh, well, we don't have time for that. Just can you imagine a three foot trying to take him down? But with God, all things are possible. This man could stand a lot. And, and by the way, you know, his pastor is our assistant general superintendent. That's right. And I grew up with that guy. His dad was my teacher in Bible college. So we, he and I got a right to be here. Crucify the flesh and the lust thereof. In order to pass the test, you've got to keep this flesh low. It'll trip you. It'll, give, it'll lie to you. It, it, it'll goof you up. He's coming back for a bride, and if you'll realize that's a partner to him, he has already made self-ready. I'm here now to take our faith to the level of the creation, one with God, first Christ, the only Christ, then followers that imitate him. That imitation is done by us going to the altar and crucifying our flesh and the lust thereof. And then we rise out of a prayer room every day, every day, sometimes three or four times a day, you have to crucify that flesh because that stuff will jump out of them. I mean, it'll jump out and give people sign language they don't prefer. You don't even have to say anything nowadays. You can sign it. We don't play games with this stuff called Jesus. This is called the church, the body of Christ. If you, if you will change the word church to the body of Christ, you will appreciate yourself more. Because there's churches all over as far as the name church. But when you say I'm the body of Christ and I don't know exactly what member I'm always doing, but I am always seem like I'm in a strain helping somebody get out of something pitiful. That's the groaning of the body. Not the one and only true living God. Oneness is all about being Christ. It's not about saying you know and understand the oneness. To understand the oneness is to understand that I'm 70 years old and she's less than 30 and we're serving the same God and we are one in the whole same body. Well, the thing is, I've just got more wrinkles. So love not the world, neither the things in the world, is not to deprive you. No, no, no. Enjoy playing croquet. Just don't enjoy getting mad when you lose. And try to find them and say, you cheated the only way you won. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a real world, but it's a real heaven. It's a real hope. 
And that's why we're dedicating these kids today is because I would never go through this dedication if I didn't have a real hope that was working for me. I would not take the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus and try to give them hypocrisy. This is to relieve us from encumbrances that divide our love and respect. Love just simply means, according to St. John 3.16, give protection and provision for the object of your life. Relation is the objective also. And so you want to join with them just as Jesus who became sin, who knew no sin. That's weird. He became flesh, sinful, and put himself in the position of being tempted. That's what mothers and dads and churches do for these young people that we dedicate to him. We give them love and protection, and if they get way away, they're going to still feel the string of love tied to them because they're never going to forget somebody cared, somebody loved. Somebody shared. Somebody lived it. Somebody loved it. And they're never going to forget the peace that passes understanding. And they're going to want to get out of jail free card. The forerunner of the Christ, the way of the new life, preached Christ. John. Luke 3 and 15. As the people were in expectation and all men mused in their heart of John, whether he were the Christ or not. If John answered and said unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but there's one mightier than I. We're just going to lay our hands on these children today, and we're going to pray a prayer. But the one who started all of this is going to be the the superior superior power that is going to be there when we can't have our hands on them. The angels are going to replace us and the spirit of truth is going to replace us and all of a sudden one day they're going to feel like they can't go any further and in that one moment the angels of God are going to do the same thing they've been doing. They're going to minister to him while, them while they are feeling inferior and not feeling any glory and victory and power and the angels are going to bring back a memory of a spirit that one day somewhere and hopefully from Paris, Texas and other areas, they're going to see the victory that comes from the presence of the Almighty and glory that comes from the Almighty. I'm telling you, this is a big day for us. We are going to share the future with them and that is what it means to dedicate these babies. So whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly or throughly purge his floor and then he will gather the wheat into the garner but the chaff people that are fake people that are just going through the routine or unprofitable life he will burn with fire unquenchable and many other things in his exhortation he preached unto the people it was just as difficult for the religious people of that day to receive Christ John's way of doing salvation as it is now and their history. Lord, we realize on this dedication day the seriousness of your dedication to us. I hope you bring that back up in your mind right now because we're about to move into the enclosure of this whole setting. We further realize that we live in a country, the USA, which we have because of dedicated, somebody say dedicated, dedicated. 
men and women, which gave all that all may have freedom. All of these relatives are understanding of my dad who had a scar from here to here and from here on, on his uh, stomach and on his side. And uh, I, uh, I just was amazed when I was invited to come to Paris, Texas because it was in Paris, France that dad had that happen. And on the operating table, he had an angel visit him and said, I will see you through. I want that spirit out of Paris, Texas to every kid we dedicate in this assembly when they're in trouble and going through hell and looks like things are too big. I will see you through. There is no greater victory than to have a challenge bigger than what we call life. And suddenly, all of a sudden, the life giver comes in. And he gives us wisdom and knowledge and power and all the fruit of the Spirit. And we lack in nothing because he is greater than any force that's ever been formed. Because he created it all so he knows how to handle it all. And he said, I will be with you and then I will be in you. And I will be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Meaning, there will never be a moment you're not loved. There will never be a moment that you won't have forgiveness. There will never be a moment that you won't have somebody that's on your side. There's never going to be a moment. That's why we're dedicating these babies. It's not something about joining a church. It's about having the presence of the Almighty God delivered to them and empowered to them because that His name is still named. Today we are challenged and we accept that challenge if you accept that challenge I want you to stand right now and praise the name of Jesus we are going to fight the fight of faith we want these young people to have living testimonies everywhere they go there's a there's a crowd there's some people there's a mother there's a dad there's a brother there's a sister there's an elder in the church that just won't give in and won't give up and won't quit we are going to accept that challenge today to be the light of the world to be a fire and a glory and a victory and a power source for these kids that we're about to dedicate. Now if you'll be seated one more time. <clears throat> the art of dedication is accomplished as we come before God. And I'll let you just read it. We have become a unit that means that our hearts are tied together. Doesn't mean we're all the same, but we are of the same source. And when a unified group of people, if where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I be, what will happen if hundreds of us are of the same mind? of the same spirit, of the same name, we will invade. And we're bringing in to that group new ones today to bring before the throne of mercy and grace. So God himself commits to this work. So we're keeping our eyes on these family and 
That prayer right there is the one we're going to keep continually over you wonderful people that are coming to bring your child to be dedicated. And if you would, at this point, I'd like for you to slip down to the front with your baby and family members that want to come. You're welcome to come and stand around them. And I would like for you to face the crowd so they can see. I think I may have one more frame up there. Is that it? I guess that was the last one. I have so much in my mind and heart for all of this. Uh, because this is such a huge day today. And I, I am going to give each of y'all a copy of that message. I tried to read it mainly because I want you to know a major miracle already. I mean, babies being born is a miracle. But this, and I would like for all the ministers in the house to slip down here with us. All the ministers. And any of the family that wants to gather around close, if you'll stand behind the, the person that's getting dedicated today, I want you to feel free to do that. You ministers, I want you to come up here because we're going to circle them. They're such an awesome presence and I cannot thank all of the people that have come before this moment that have stirred up such a high level spiritual atmosphere. This is Kason Jack Kelso. This is Brooklyn Ryan Poole.
would like for us all to stand and give praise. I mean high praise. Not, not sluggish. High praise for life that is going to invade new territories. Halabahanda. In the name of Jesus, I declare victory in this sanctuary. I declare victory in the homes of these babies. I declare victory for the pastors and ministers that will preach to these babies, for Sunday school teachers and singers that will bring anointings and glory to these babies and that every one of us will continue our prayer that not my will, but thy will be done in the lives of these babies and others. And let's clap our hands to the Lord. Oh, what a God. What a genuine joy it is to be celebrating the glory of a king. God bless you today. And thank you so much for making this day special for God. And then special for the rest of us. Don't think his eye hasn't been watching. And his ear has been listening. He has heard your cry. He knows the petition you've already put in his courtroom. And he is moving toward what you need. Thank God. Don't forget what they told you earlier. We're not going to be having a service here tonight. Hate after starting it so quick that that some of these things need to be done. But we will be moving back to a more rhythmic routine soon. God bless you. Let's have a great afternoon knowing we have done something God loves to do.